Hi and welcome to the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. I'm Ryan, the host slash game runner of Alliance. Join me as I talk to the 12th place finisher of Nexus Park, Nay, about not being in the majority and playing as a parent. I'm joined today by the 12th place finisher from Nexus Park, uh, Nay. Hi. Hi. It's great to have you here and get to talk to you a little bit about the season. I guess the place to start is, uh, I think you, you said in your application that you'd been playing orgs for about two months uh, when Nexus Park began. Um, you mentioned a Hunger Games org that you played um yeah i don't know like what was your kind of introduction to orgs and how did you kind of get into them um so i originally came from the big brother the game community so it was that big game that they had on like in the app store and people would be like in those houses and you know reaching to the seventh tier and trying to be the last one standing out of everybody out of all the players so like I started playing that game and I've noticed some people in the in the game mentioning orgs and I've never known what it was. So when the first season had ended, I was like, Well that was fun. I wanna know what these orgs are. So um I remade me a Twitter account and I searched orgs and I ended up finding one called Incognito and that was like the first org I played on Discord and that's basically what introduced me. After that, I started applying everywhere. And Survivor, I didn't know Survivor had one, so I was just used to the Big Brother one. Um, Moss had invited me to do, it is escaping me right now. I know it started a piece, but he invited me to do his order, and I met Harpy there, and that's when she told me about Alliance, and that's when I applied. So that's how I got introduced to Alliance. And the Discord community and the orgs and stuff. Nice. No, yeah, I remember you talking about um, that the the Big Brother app. Now that you mention it, um, yeah, I, I remember you mentioning it either in like one of your DMs or something, your confessional maybe during the season. Um, no, that's interesting. So I guess you know coming from more of a big brother type of thing uh what i don't know like what kind of expectations or um i I don't know planning preparation uh how, how did you approach playing like a survivor style game um to be honest with you i didn't really had a planned approach because I really didn't know what to expect. I mean, I watched Survivor, like, minimum. Mm-hmm. So I think I've only seen a couple episodes. So when I actually started playing the Survivor game, that's when I actually really started watching Survivor. So, like, my plan really, I didn't really have a plan. I was just going in, like, oh, this is fun. It's different. And then just, like, not really thinking about, like, the end game, how I'm going to play my game that really came to my mind i just wanted to be like who i am as a person and just play the game 
I'm not, uh, you know, I, I don't really watch any Big Brother. I think uh, I'm not, I've tried a couple of times. It just hasn't really clicked for me the way that Survivor has. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like there are a fair number of like similarities between the two. But I guess like, in your opinion, I guess, what would you say is like the biggest difference between the two? Well, to me, playing-wise, Big Brother has the um, more of a, what's that word, a solo aspect to it, because you're really playing for yourself, and you got a whole bunch of people in there with you, versus playing with somebody that was on a team with you. So it's like, definitely the cast size is different, because all the orgs, they'll be like 20 or more. And it's just like trying to navigate through 20 people all at one time versus Survivor where you can have like 10 people in one team. That's all you got to talk to at that moment. So it's like the, the cast size is one very big difference. And that's one thing I like about Survivor. It's just smaller and it's just more able to connect with people versus trying to connect with like 30 other people. Okay. No, that makes sense. Um okay so um you applied around mid uh september um nexus park started i think october 1st uh we had at the time top the uh nexus park was tied for the largest cast we'd had at 18 people uh so when you're getting to see who all you're going to be playing with uh, in marooning and starting to familiarize yourself with the rest of the cast. Um, was there anybody you recognized at all? No. <laughs> That's I good. Think, That's I good. Think, no, think, no, think. I don't think so. No, Courtney. I think Courtney was the only one I recognized, but I wasn't on the same side as her. She mm. was the only one I recognized after her cast. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Did you have any early first impressions about anybody? Um, not really. I feel like I ended up missing Marooning. Hmm. I feel like I did. Like, I was only there for like a split second if I did make it. But I think it was worth it something. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, and this is. Taylor kind of indicated that marooning was dominated by Bird and Darcy for the most part, oh. <laughs> uh, which is not surprising. Um, so yeah, not not that uh, big of a shock. Um, but all right, so uh, you end up on a tribe with Bird and Darcy, uh, Jordan. Shamrock, Maddie, Spenjamin, Steph, and Taylor. So nine of you on Euphoria. And so early days of the season, you get to uh, get familiarize yourself more with the people on your tribe. And then we have this first immunity challenge, which is which asks you to ride a Ferris wheel uh, 10 times over the course of 24 hours, which is pretty laid back as a challenge as challenges go and gave you another opportunity to kind of get to know people across the tribe on the other tribe than you so a lot of time um to start with and just kind of figuring everybody out and trying to figure out where you fit within um the season 
Uh, so I don't know. Was there were there people that you kind of bonded with early on? Uh, people that you struggled to bond with? Um, in the beginning, I think I really liked Jordan. Taylor seemed cool to me, and Sam Rock. I think I really liked him, but during that challenge, I don't think he was very much present. No. So I didn't really talk. I don't think I talked to Bird that much. I know I had very minimal conversation because I was in like six different orgs. If I like, so I guess yeah. How myself? I didn't realize how. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you're not the only person I've talked to that's been in a lot of orgs at once. Um, but I, I'm always fascinated as to how like you manage all of those casts at the same time and like you know especially earlier on in a season when you do have more people or um yeah i don't know how do you keep it all straight to be honest then i don't really know how i did it to be honest <laughs> like i really didn't know a lot of people so the people that i did get to see like repeatedly I would automatically put my trust in them and uh, work off of that uh, already established relationship. So, like, making little connections. It's like basically trying to find time, uh, more time out of my day to communicate with them. Like, I would talk to people during Alliance and then I would have to leave for a couple of hours so I can participate in the, the, the orgs I was in because those were live. So... <laughs> I felt like I missed some part of communication and building bonds. They said they would message me and I would, you know, take a long time to respond back. So, mm. well, yes. <laughs> you know, I think one of the things um, I think I, see, I hear a lot about in reference to people who, who are playing a lot of orgs at the same time, uh, and also to a certain extent, people who just play a lot of orgs in general, whether they're at the same time or not, is. Mm -hmm you know you a lot of their sort of play style is to kind of lay low into the uh, for a while until they get far enough into the game where they feel like okay now i can start paying more attention to this game and one of the things that really helps uh somebody and able to do that is winning a lot of challenges in the pre-merge and not having to worry about voting people out or um put it having to put in oh, yeah, as much time and yeah, <laughs> uh you know you're gonna be on euphoria who wins four of the first five uh tribal immunity challenges so that helps i think a lot uh in, in that respect um it did. so yeah you win the your tribe wins the ferris wheel um like you said uh shamrock was the one uh i think the only person on your side who didn't put in the full 10 rides but um you had trip over on mirth who didn't put in any rides and uh, that's kind of hard to overcome so they went to tribal council they voted out trip and then we're down to 17 people um which brings us to the space cadet immunity challenge uh this was 1v1 uh you were matched up with brendan and it was kind of a you know, we would post prompts every, you know, minute or so, and whoever got them right first got the points for them that were so that was associated with them. And I think I have 
scores here. And so some of the prompts were like math or like unscrambling words or things like that. And you end up beating Brendan uh, 15 to 9. Do you remember this challenge? Uh, not really. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it was it was it's modeled off of a uh, a ride I really enjoy at Disney World based on Buzz Lightyear, where you just kind of go through it and you're shooting at targets. And so here we would drop a prompt and it would give you a couple of things you could do. And then after a period of time, the prompt itself would be uh, deleted and you'd lose access to it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think there was a hundred total, a total of a hundred points available across all the things. Um, nobody got, I don't think any pair got more than like 80 points, give or take. But um, yeah, you did your part for your tribe, got 15, Brendan only got nine. And it was based on whichever tribe had the most total points, regardless of 1v1 outcome, as it were. So good, pretty good. And uh, yeah, you win another challenge, get to avoid going to tribal council a second time in a row, and more time to build the bonds that you need the time for and, and so on and so forth. And I did not use my time wisely, I think, on this today. <laughs> well, so you, you said you were, uh, you. You said you mentioned Jordan, Taylor, and and Lord Shamrock as the ones that you had the easiest time bonding with, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess as far as like looking at the tribe as a whole, um, nine people in the tribe. So if and when you eventually do go to tribal council, five people is what you're going to need uh, in some capacity to feel safe, I suppose. Um, how did you feel? I don't know. Did you have any kind of read on the other people in the tribe and like what the dynamics or bonds might have been between any of them? Um, not really. I think because I was still fairly new to Discord and my the org community, I was still really learning how to read people. So I think Benjamin was the one I really talked the least with, mm. and so I was like, if you know, Spinner would have been the vote. I think I threw my vote on him the first time, which made everybody look at me weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I feel like he's the least person I talked to, and everybody else, I feel like I bonded with them, but then after a while, like, you just kind of notice that you're not as well connected as you thought you was <laughs> later on in the game. So... When it was my time to go, I really felt like it was my time to go. <laughs> I think if Taylor wasn't, if Taylor didn't go off like that, it probably would have been me. <laughs> he kind of said the same thing <laughs> when I talked to him. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's that's a good question um, that I'll have to ask when I talk to some of the others. Um, so let's see. The... The third immunity challenge was another one that broke everybody up into pairs, except this time you're all doing different things. And uh, I kind of, let's see, you ended up paired with SMM and you were competing in Rimmed Out, which was modeled after a like 
quick shooting like basketball type of arcade game mm-hmm. um, what actually you what you're actually doing was um you would start the bot and it would post a word and you would have to uh, type that word without any misspell misspellings or anything like that um before the next word showed up and i think you had some amount of time yeah you have like you had like three or four seconds before the next word would show up and then you'd lose the chance to send the previous word and whoever got the most words would win uh so this is really basically just a speed um typing challenge and the words they start out as words and they eventually turn into just gibberish um i don't know are you a fast typer is this something you feel like you would have been good at i'm trying to think if i was on my computer at this time i don't remember if i was on my computer i'm looking at it right now but i know what you're talking about <laughs> mm. um i'm decent but i'm not really like fast <laughs> i wouldn't call myself to be one of those speedy fast players because i know anytime when it comes to fast i'm not the fastest but then it really did come out real quick. <laughs> now that I'm looking at it. Yeah, it's uh, not easy. I'm scrolling through it now. Uh, nope. <laughs> not fun. Not very tough to keep up with. Yeah, it was kicking it out real quick. <laughs> so, so this one, so the previous challenge had been a sum of the scores across all the players. This one, it was just matchup based. So you either won or you lost your matchup. And uh, SMM, a little faster than you uh, on this one, uh, able to keep up a little bit better. And so Mirth wins that matchup, and Mirth's going to end up winning uh, the challenge 4-3, to three, get their first immunity, and you get sent to your first immu- uh, tribal council. Um, which a lot of things, and, uh, you know, for a vote that ends up being relatively straightforward, um, there are a lot of like different uh, things in play uh, somehow. Um, so you you and Shamrock are going to end up voting for Spenjamin here. Um, I, I guess in that sense, like, did you? Th- and I, I don't know if this you can remember, but like, was this something where you were voting with him? Uh, did you expect to have? the votes to get out Spenjamin or was it more like I this is the person I want to work with so I'm going to vote with them whatever the outcome might be well I consider myself to be like a lawyer player so I really liked Shamrock so I really didn't want to vote for him so I just went ahead and voted Spenjamin I didn't think it would have mattered again this is like my second time playing Survivor so I didn't think it mattered but clearly it did (laughs) Uh, yeah, so nine people, but there were only seven votes cast at this tribal council as, uh, Taylor ends up being out and busy and on, not on the computer for almost a day straight leading up to the vote. And then Spenjamin, I think, I think he slept through it. I have to check. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think he slept through and just uh missed out on things (laughs) um but yeah so you you and you and uh sham vote for spenjamin uh, everybody else who's there and votes uh votes for shamrock uh 
and he's the first person voted out of Euphoria and 16th place finisher in the season. So in the aftermath of this, what now now what if, you know, not only did somebody you were trying to work with get voted out, you were the one on the wrong side of the vote. Uh I don't know. Are you trying to reach out more or I don't what was the kind of reaction to the outcome? I kind of felt worried just because I was like the randomized vote. I think they wanted it to be like unanimous, but I was like, no, and I just decided to vote against them anyway. So, okay, bye. And I decided to vote against them anyway. So, like, I kind of figured I was on the outs because of that. And so then I started thinking about like how, like, advantages and stuff like that and me not expecting a season before I didn't really know how you advantage or how you even get to it so it's just <laughs> we just doing a bunch of random shit <laughs> uh yeah uh that's it's tricky <laughs> for sure uh even if you know what you're doing it's not easy um I know let's see that what so by this point in the game I, I saw i see in your confessional in like the aftermath of this vote that you were kind of talking about there being a swap coming up something to that effect and obviously as we know now that's not going to happen um, yeah <laughs> there were that was my saving grace <laughs> yeah it, it made it tricky um you know it was something where i know a lot of the people playing in the season and, and even people in the viewers lounge, you know, it was a, there was a lot of talk about it at like 15, 16, about like, okay, there's gotta be a swap coming any day now, any day now. And then every day it didn't happen. You know, the, that thought that, that those voices got a little quieter, a little quieter, like, Oh wait, I don't think it's going to happen. And eventually it's like, Oh no. Or when you're down to like 13 people already um, later on, it's like nope nope this is this is how things are going to be until i guess the merge um but uh we do end up you know that's kind of why so many of the challenges were structured in the way that they were allowing you to talk to the other tribe and um and then as we'll get to uh advantages were hidden in the game to allow you to talk to the other tribe uh so fourth immunity challenge was the roller coaster and this one was kind of a we kind of took kind of iconic roller coaster pieces and tried to sort of replicate them in a discord format like climbing the hill at the start of the ride was just counting up to a high number and then going down the hill was counting down from that high number but at a at larger intervals and things like that. I think the photo analog was like um, a scavenger hunt. And there was a splash area that we had. You post pictures of bodies of water and things like that. Um, this was a lot of fun to create and to watch everyone do uh, for both tribes. I know on Mirth's side, Brendan was uh, drunk during this challenge, which might be a big part of why they lose uh you had your own uh complications uh with this one i think um 
<laughs> I remember the big part, uh, the thing that evolving you was something about, I think the scavenger hunt and you were like telling everybody to hold on while you could, you know, go get dressed or something like that. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Uh, I'm trying to show this in it. Yeah. You Only because I say that because I always say I'm boycotting scavenger hunt because everybody wants to do a scavenger hunt at the worst possible time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, dang, I was like doing it today. I was like, let me go ahead and get Jeff and go. <laughs> so, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Uh, it ends up working out ultimately, um, euphoria, you, you, uh, so the, the challenge takes you about an uh, hour and a half, uh, to finish. And it takes the, takes the mirth side about a little under two hours, uh, to do. So you win immunity, another, another safe cycle. They go to tribal, they vote out Brendan. Um, and then, so now we're down to... 14 people and this is where uh we'd set up the schedule so that in this one uh we were going to force you to go to tribal council one way or another and so this was an immune individual challenge that one person on each side could win immunity in uh, which was the go-kart uh challenge well yeah i mean we have one <laughs> we had this giant uh go-kart track google doc just probably larger than it needed to be i guess uh given the fact that your tribe doesn't actually finish the race uh due to time yeah but uh, yeah i mean i think this is one of the first challenges or perhaps the first challenge of the season where i really feel like it's uh the diff the the complexity level is quite high in terms of what we're asking you to do as players and the rules that we're trying to get you to follow and that sort of thing. Um, you were one of the ones who seemed to kind of sort of, sort of figure it out more than most, um, at least within your own tribe. You were uh, third out of the eight people. So, yeah, I don't know. Do you remember how you, how you felt while this challenge was happening? Uh, I felt like we, I was going to lose anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> because I think, who was a bird that won it? Yeah, bird bird they had a pretty like, sizable Yeah, there was no catching up. There was no point even. <laughs> like they weren't crashing. They were they weren't crashing no time soon. So I'm just watching everybody else crash into each other, basically. So it was yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, bird, Darcy, and yourself were the top three at the time we ended things. Everybody else, in particular, um, I think like Taylor and Steph um and spenjamin and uh we're just con i mean like you look at the if you you can look back at the um the sheet uh in the key events for anybody but like there's a lot of spaces on this board where you can see people had crashed into each other um, mm -hmm. <laughs> i think i wrote them down every time they made a decision in uh in my confessional yeah, it was just that uh, I knew they were gonna crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was uh, a, a steep learning curve for a lot of people, and definitely I, I think Jeffrey ran the uh, your your tribe side for the most part of it until you um, Mirth was finished. I'd finished with Mirth, and then I came over and helped. Um, 
But yeah, this was a, one of those where we had to answer a lot of questions and correct some people when they are trying to do things that they couldn't do and that sort of stuff. But and so uh so yeah, so Bird wins individual immunity for Euphoria, Bramble Cat won it for Mirth, and um, both tribes were gonna go to tribal council, vote somebody out. Mirth went first, they voted out Jimmy, uh, which came down which was now we're in final thirteen with Jimmy gone. And this is the cycle where Taylor goes big, I guess, for lack yeah. of a better word. Um so yeah, I guess uh what how did the how did this unfold for you? Like what what did you learn? I don't know, did Taylor how much did Taylor tell you in the in the lead up to this vote and so on and so forth? Hmm. Let me scroll down for a little bit. I think it was yeah, the whole Bird and Darcy thing. Yeah. Okay, so I'm really not sure how the conversation came about. <laughs> um, he said something about Darcy and Bird, and I was just like, okay, I'll vote Darcy. And <laughs> he said Jordan was down for it or something like that. I don't remember everything. I just know it the plan didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, he had... Um... His his theory, I guess, as it were, was, you know, he he was reading the situation as Bird and Darcy being this really tight pair that, you know, were kind of in control of things. I don't know how in control of things they really were exactly, but as a tight pair, definitely. Um, this was day like twelve or so in the season, and they're uh, well above six thousand messages in their DM channel by that point. Uh, so, you know, that's like already, I think had been, was the largest DM channel we'd ever had. Uh, but then on top of that, he had this suspicion that there were, they were able to talk across tribes with somebody over in the other tribe and his suspicion ends up focusing mostly on Bramble Cat, I think. And so then I think, um... It's that evening, uh, the evening of the the 12th, that you go out into the uh, sub-channels and find a neural link, which kind of confirms whatever, everything he's been saying. Yeah. Yes. Uh, And so, yeah, we, uh, a lot of the things, like, quote-unquote advantages, we hide them. They're kind of difficult to find, but given the sort of structure of the season, we wanted these neural links to be a little more manageable, a little more uh, accessible. We put a lot of, there was one in every single sub channel at the start of the game. You end up finding one from, I think, Rotation Station, if I remember correctly. Uh, And so when you find this, the bot sort of pops up in your DM or your confessional telling you you found it. It gives you the opportunity to create a DM channel with somebody on the other tribe. I don't know, what's kind of your reaction to this? Oh, okay. So, I was shocked about it because I did shoot down on the bench and I did see something. I wasn't expecting it. I was just doing whatever. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I found it and I was like, shoot, I could, you know, use this. 
I didn't think it was more than one. I didn't think anyone else had gotten it either. And then so when Taylor was talking about, you know, proper communication, I feel like I told him about it. Because it did make sense. And I wanted to use it, but I also didn't want to use it yet. Like, I wanted to use it, I guess, at a good time, just in case. But, like, not really knowing that we wasn't going to swap. So... <laughs> I feel like maybe I should hold on to this just in case we do swap and I can talk to somebody on, you know, from the old tribe. But yeah, because I was thinking about, you know, talking to Courtney, but I did. Which I should have, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's tricky because you never know. I, I mean, I think you know, I think Bird found the very first one, and they didn't use it because they, you know. Uh, I think they found it relatively early. They didn't know who they would even want to reach out to. And before they could even do it, Bramble created one with them. So <laughs> they lost the opportunity to kind of establish the the connection they wanted in, if it was somebody other than Bramble Cat. Um, mm. And so, yeah. It, and, and I think some of the others were kind of like, I think Maddie maybe who had found one was concerned about like, well, if I hold on to it, I can use it after a swap with somebody I'm connected with already or something like that. Um, so yeah, tricky to kind of, I don't know, kind of jump the gun as it were on like making it immediately. But then you, like you said, kind of run the risk of not making one at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so you find this, you told, Taylor about it he kind of runs with this idea and when we get to tribal council uh we get it gets a little more explosive um I don't know how uh active and online you were during this tribal council I think I see that you were there um but yeah the sort of this Taylor Darcy thing just really boils over uh, in front of everybody, including people from Mirth who were able to spectate the tribal council. And to the extent that I had to like stop it, shut everything down so that I could like calm people down and get everything s situated and sorted and untangled. Um, I, <laughs> so I guess like, I don't know from like a drama standpoint, how is this, is drama that doesn't involve you a good thing generally? Yeah, I like I like drama. <laughs> drama means fun to me, and it's just like, and it makes it like less boring. Like I'm not saying anything was boring because it wasn't, but like it really made it interesting to see the split and how the vote ended up mm -hmm. being. If that makes sense, like I love drama. I'll be a part of it too if it, you know. <laughs> but. I already know when you start drama, you're not going to last that long. <laughs> True. Yeah. And so, yeah, like you, so you kind of said earlier that if Taylor hadn't created such drama, there's a decent chance that, you know, the vote ends up on you tonight, that night rather, instead of him. Um, he seemed to agree with that. Uh, we'll see when I get to talk to you know, Bird and whoever else uh, is open to it, um, if that's kind of where they were feeling. Uh, but 
yeah, I mean, it ends up being uh, you, Taylor, and Jordan all voting for Darcy, and everybody else votes for Taylor here at this vote. And oh, so Jordan voted for Ta- Jordan voted for Darcy. Yep, yep. I thought she was the one that didn't vote for Darcy. I thought she voted for Taylor. Hmm. hmm. Oh, you know what? It's all coming back to me. Cause I remember Taylor saying something about it was possibly going to be me and he had a way to save me and so he was like let's get Darcy out of the game something like that and he trusted Jordan a lot and I said oh okay so because I like Jordan too and she was my number one in the trust ranking I remember that now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. No, that, a nice yeah you needed one more person um, and you know I think Taylor spent most of that tribal council just I don't know if yelling at everybody is the right way to say it, but kind of yelling at everybody about Bird and Darcy being a duo and, you know, this Neuralink business and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't enough to sway anybody. And so, fortunately, Taylor eliminated and another, another potential ally taken out of the game for you. And so, down to 12... Uh, when we had our previous season of 18 people, this is when we had the merge. Uh, problem with that is um, you can't have a nine-person jury with a final three because then you could have a 3-3-3 three, three, three tie, which, <laughs> given this season, we might have actually ended up with that. I don't know. Um, but like then it's unbreakable. There's no tiebreaker sort of scenario. Uh, so when we did it before, the first person who made the merge was voted out and didn't make jury which was bbgg and so this time we're like well we're not doing that again so we'll just hold off and make the merge at 11 so one final challenge pre-merge this was the swinging ship and uh in this one you had to uh, it's basically counting but competitively against uh, in one case, one other person, and in two cases, two other people. And you're counting as pairs. And I believe you sit out of this challenge. Um, it says you had seven people to Mirth's five at this point. Uh, so you didn't do this one. And uh, I guess, I don't know, are you... As somebody who's played a lot of orgs, I assume you've encountered counting and counting type challenges a fair bit now. Um, I'm looking at it. Hold on. I didn't do this one. No. Yeah, that's probably why I can't remember it. Okay, what was the question again? <laughs> I guess, like, are you? How often have you done like a counting type of challenge in other orgs? Okay, so at that time, none. But ever since then, it's like every org does it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not surprised. So, yeah, that was the first time. So, I probably would have lied. But then, I probably would have got confused with all the numbers in there. But then again, <laughs> I never know, because you never know. I really feel like it's those people with the fast internet connection. Like, my internet connection was probably SAT then. So, I probably would have won. <laughs> Okay, but um, yeah, so uh, Steph goes up against Waxler, Waxler wins, Bramble and Choco take on Darcy and Spenjamin, Bramble and Choco win, 
Uh, it was best two out of three, and since Mirth won the first two matchups, we didn't need to do the final one, which would have been Bird and Maddie versus Court and SMM. So Mirth wins the last pre-merge immunity challenge, sending Euphoria back to Tribal Council. Uh, and so now seven people left. What, I don't know, was there any indication to you that you weren't getting voted out like that you had a there was somebody else that was going to be eliminated this time hmm. let's see i'm going through my confession no i feel like i really did i felt like i was going to get voted out just because i haven't really been as active as everybody else was and i was also busy in other words and i just didn't gain the friendship like everybody else had already gained so I think it was between me and Spenderman and I feel like I told somebody that that random vote in the, in the beginning of the game was for me. I can't remember if I told somebody. I feel like I did. Like Jordan, I think. So I don't know. I just feel like it was either going to be me or him and it wasn't him with me. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Mm. The pre-merge boot has been, my, has been my thing for a long time. <laughs> such yeah. a shame uh, yep yeah it's uh so close so close um but yeah it ends up being an, a unanimous vote against you um unfortunately and your vote on Benjamin and uh <laughs> I saw as it happens that he, that after that I guess evening or so, um, your one of your first reactions was, "There goes me trying to win fan favorite." Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, I guess I guess that's true, but uh, you did end up winning a, quite a few uh, superlatives. Ultimately, um, the viewers voted you funniest in the season pretty nice um you were the person that the viewers wished they'd gotten to know better on the cast and you were tied with jimmy as the person that they thought deserved a second chance uh in the game which you would get ultimately um, i did <laughs> <laughs> and it was much difficult the second go around <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess, I don't know, like coming out of this this game and Nexus Park and everything, um, what, I don't know, did you get, did you use any, learn anything, take any, take anything away from it that you were able to kind of use and improve in other games that you played since then? Yeah, um, I feel like it just opened my eyes more like gameplay wise, like, Doing Survivor and like being busy, busy is not a good look in Survivor because then it's like they're all looking at you like, oh, well, you're barely here. So I try to make myself seem be like more active in the main chat, and then like I try to do the one on ones. But if I can't do one on ones, I try to be out there like so everybody can see me. Mm. Um, yeah. I feel like it made me humble myself when it comes to voting now. So like, I don't just do random votes anymore. Cause it's like, it's not showing that I'm a team player. Um, challenge wise, 
I just feel like I'm decent challenge wise. I think I was better when I first started than I am now. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. If that makes it, I guess, I don't know. Maybe it's just like getting older and just like playing more and more and more. It's just like different. Mm. Hold on. And then like, yeah. So I've improved. Yes. Okay, I'm coming. (laughs) Sorry. That's okay. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I guess that's... just reading through it. Sorry, no, go ahead, just go ahead. reading through my confessional. I just like, yeah, I knew I was going. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely knew I was going. Uh, I guess when you, I guess having played as much as you have now, uh, do you? I don't know. Do you prefer knowing ahead of time, or I don't know. I would rather know before. I'd rather, rather know than being blindsided. Because I think during my vote out, I was up early in the morning, I guess, advantage hunting with Jordan. And like, hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. You uh, you said yeah. you were up advantage hunting? Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like if she knew I was going, she could just say I was going, like, not waste my time. I was up all night. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I would much rather know before, yeah. <laughs> mm. At least I know what to expect and not be completely blindsided because, you know, being blindsided is not nice. No, I'm sure it isn't. Um, okay. Well, the, the only other thing I really wanted to ask, I guess, um, was we've had a lot of people play Alliance of all ages and whatnot. Plenty of people, I, I think um with a lot of different you know real world stuff that's kind of impacted the way they're able to play and stuff uh and so as somebody who and you know they've you can i'm sure you can uh people will be able to hear them when they listen to this uh you know your kids come up a lot as just a thing that takes up your time and something you've got to oh, yeah. <laughs> handle and deal with and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of your funniest stories involve them. Um, how... <laughs> I said, I'm coming. Uh, I'm coming. Tell him I'm coming. Are <laughs> they young? <laughs> and they were on my attention. <laughs> Absolutely. How, I don't know, how tough is it to kind of, I mean, I, I, you know, I watch Meg play these games all the time. She doesn't have, we don't have kids. Uh, we have, she has a fairly reasonable, lax job. Um, we're both fairly laid back in our like activities and stuff. And it's still a lot of time and effort and whatnot. So I don't know. How do you, how do you play? You know, you're playing all these orgs and you're also like dealing with ki- your kids and all this kind of stuff. How that seems like impossible to me. So, it's, it's just time consuming. No, get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really time consuming because they want all my time. Yeah. So, yeah. And then they want stuff and then, yeah, imagine trying to play a live game and trying to, you know, win something you can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Hmm. No. Yeah. I don't know how you do it, but somehow. I know, baby. Um, okay. Uh, 
Okay, I mean, I guess that's kind of it. I don't know. Is there anything else from the season that we didn't touch on that you wanted to talk about? I don't know. That really is. I enjoyed my time. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. All right. Well, um, it sounds like you've got stuff to do. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, they, they bother me about the Spider-Man game. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you for taking some for for sharing your time with me tonight and doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, all right. Well, have a good rest of your evening, and I'm sure I will talk to you at some point. Thank you so much. You too. Enjoy yourself. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. If you'd like to try your hand at Alliance, our applications are always open. You can find more information by visiting AllianceSeasons.com. Our 12th season, Hidden City, is now casting and will likely take place during May and June. Apply now and enjoy a myriad of off-season things in the meantime. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same tonight. I know she'll never Even as she fades from view So long, farewell, I'll be to say adieu Nothing's really left or lost without a trace Nothing's gone forever